Hello, it's the Daily Live Extra. Joined by Jack in the studio. I was just asking you, are we, are we on YouTube, Ned? Yeah, like every Monday we go on YouTube. That was that was why I was asking, and and he was looking at me, Jack, like like he did. I wasn't. I was. I, if I was telling you to shut up, I wouldn't say it so nicely, would I? I'd just say shut up. It's on now. It is. It's the no. I'm asking you. It's the we've been all good on no. Believe it. Um, by Jack. Jack. It's it's the Monday after. The Saturday before, <laughs> which for me, I'll be honest, I've always had a little, even in the darkest times, I've always thought, really though, I, nah, I still think we'll be fine. On Saturday, I must admit, I was sat there thinking, we're, we're going down. <laughs> That's what I, I, I Monday's, I'm changed slightly today. I'm looking and going, you never still know. Above the bottom three. But on Saturday, mate, that <laughs> terrified me. It's the manager's team selection terrified. I don't know what he, I don't know what he'd been smoking over there this week. Uh, and the performance of them players against the team who for 63 minutes wanted to be anywhere else but Goodison Park. They, they had no interest in winning a football match on Saturday. They were, Marco was like, lads, just let these win, they're all right. And they were trying not, they weren't even competing. And once they went 2-1 up, they could have won 6-1. They destroyed us after that, but what a terrible result. I think that's what Dai said in his little uh, post-match thing, didn't he? He said, like, none of them recovered from that first mm. goal for a long, long time. I think mm. later in the game, a few came a bit more back to life, but the second they scored, a lot of our team looked dead, defeated, yeah. done. And, you know... This was the big one. This is for the last few weeks. I've had some very tough fixtures, and like we've all been saying, Fulham at home. If we're gonna win one of our next few, it'll probably be this. We'll probably could really do with winning this because we're not gonna pick up that many points in the time being. And it was always gonna be a tough game. There above us in the table, they're an okay little mid-table side, and that fair play to them. It was all. It was never gonna be easy, but to play like that in not a must-win game. But effectively, our easiest fixture in our what last four or five, like, mm. and that's not being. I don't think you're being disrespectful to Fulham. I think what we're no. saying is Fulham have been good this season and have, yeah. and have got themselves to a position where it doesn't matter to them, which is a great position to be in with what seven eight games to go. So for them to be in the first season back in the Premier League and with still like what you know eight games, or whatever, just think we've been they've been safe for a while. So for them, it was just a game of footy, and and they, I imagine given the way Everton have been playing under Deitch. And certainly at Goodison, they were expecting a tough afternoon, you know, a bit hostile. They're probably thinking these are going to be all over us and, you know, to get them trying to get the three points and all that. And, and when you... We've seen it as the luxuries of the past when Everton have had nothing really to play for. We've gone these games and been beaten because the players can't quite get to that level. They don't have as much on the line, do they? No, and that's it. Just the pressure's not there. And they didn't have Mitrovic, who's arguably their best player in terms of the, the biggest threat. And for Everton to concede three goals against the team, that's won once in 28 games at Goodison. And without their best striker... And they'd lost six on the run, I think, in all competitions. It was, it's just embarrassing. What for you, for the team selection? I mean, what did you make of Dyke's team selection? Obviously, it's a disjointed team because he's missing a few players, but mm. I can't for the life of me understand starting Malpe. Mm. And it goes back to Ellis Sims. I was just saying this to you before we came on, but he started Ellis Sims against 
Man United's and Liverpool. Mm. He's not started them in any other games, has he? No. It, away both times as well. Then he brings Neil Malpe in for Saturday at yeah. Fulham at home. And then also missing Onana and Decore in midfield. And, you know, Decore, he's, he's not all that as a player. I don't particularly rate him, but he's been very effective in the sort of pressing from the front game that we've tried to develop under mm. Daesh. And trying to replicate that of Altacore just hasn't worked at no. all, has it? And the midfield looks a whole lot less balanced now. And then I think we've seen that in Fulham's first goal as well, because if you see how high our midfield was pressed up the pitch, Harrison Reed, he's Fulham's holding midfielder, was behind all of them and mm. picked the ball up from our attack. And that's where they scored from, trying to replicate that press of Altacore. Mm. And obviously we're not blessed with a good squad anyway, so we're not going to have good squad depth, but no, I didn't understand it from Daisha or there was a, a few decisions at right back. I know Patterson's quite raw, he's not all that either, but Godfrey's been terrible the last few weeks at mm-hmm. left back where his best performances for Everton have been. Mm-hmm. It might not be his position as such, but that's yeah. where he's played well for Everton. So then you're moving him to the right. Again, poor, gets yeah. dragged off before an hour. And James Garner. To be fair, Brown, he was yeah. concussed. That to be, he was injured. To be just, yeah. just, for, oh, yeah. to be, fair, just to be, just to be in in the event of yeah. you know yeah, being fairness, totally yeah. fair, yeah, he was happy. injured. But, but he wasn't. No, you're right. He didn't have a good game. Still awful. Yeah, he didn't have a good game. He's, he is. I think when he plays left back, he has to concentrate more on his, on the position and on what he's doing. And therefore, he almost just, oh, he just goes man for man almost and worries about what you're doing. He's, he's, he's never going to travel with the ball really in games. He's just there to stop you. On Saturday, and, and the irony of that was obviously on Saturday. I mean, I had mentioned this earlier. If, if they were, if Dyke was going to move, it might be to look after Anthony Robinson. But I thought Anthony Robinson didn't have a very good game anyway for Fulham at the weekend. But, the way he performed at all, you see, this is why the team selection for me, was mad because Godfrey got he did get dragged off at Old Trafford. There was no injury there. He was yeah. dragged off because he was abysmal at Old Trafford. You know, it was the worst game I've ever seen him have for Everton, the man you because he just didn't look like he knew where he was. So then play him again and throw him at right back when Nathan Patterson's back. It, again, that was a bit mad for me. And that, but then you see like Maupai coming, you know, Vela Sims. Slots that opportunity he had at United. Does Ellis Sim start Saturday? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think Dyche so, is reluctant to trust him, but he'd still play him. So he's missed one, but he should have scored, of course he should have. But why should that mean he's out the team? And the other thing as well I didn't understand was we know that set pieces are, are really important for us. We've been quite strong off them. And from that starting 11 at Old Trafford last week, we lost two lads who were, who were six foot three and over. Out the team because he took Sims out by choice and Onana was missing. So already, and he puts, so he put Maupai in who's my size compared yeah. to like Ped or whatever. There's a big difference. And obviously James Garner to the, I'm not going to go with James Garner, but I mean, already Onana's huge and Garner isn't. So straight away we've lost two of our more physical fellas, if you like, out the team as well. And for a team that is, to be honest, set pieces have been a big thing of what we've done. That didn't make sense to me. Going from essentially a 4-5-1, which is what Everton have been under Deitch and done quite well with it. The last two games, he's gone to 4-4-2, but a, a skewed 4-4-2. That hasn't worked. I do, it was honestly Saturday. 
aber sie schlagen an das Ziel. Aber, aber mein Bertie, ich bin schon excited. Ja, wasn't, but you know, I was thinking we'll be, I did, I know, I thought we'll be this today, no problem. Obviously, you're hoping, you're not realising that when Sean Dykes gives a press, I should have, but he gives a press conference on Thursday, there's still a day's training in which you can lose players, and Everton have been brilliant at doing that. I don't know why they do press conferences on a Thursday. Change that, so that, because it's just nonsense. There's no reason not to do a press conference on a Friday, Evan, it's bollocks. Make them, I don't care if the manager will tell us, start telling your managers what they have to do. Pussyfooting around managers that don't deserve it, as far as I'm concerned. And the right to choose what you do. But anyway, that's rant over. The minute that team come out at two o'clock, I'm going 3-0 for them. I'm never negative. I just thought that, that team won't win the game. But I can just tell you right now, because I've seen it all before. I've seen Malpai all season. He's not good enough. End of story. People can say you're being negative or whatever, whatever. He ain't good enough. No. He's got one goal the whole season. Harry Wilson scored as many as Malpai is all season on Saturday just by kicking the ball straight. So did Harrison Reid. So did Dan James. All in the same game equaled Malpai's bleeding season tally. The lad isn't good enough to, to me, two open goals, the two chances he missed as a centre forward, the header and the one on one. The seeing him in the team and I thought, like we, it's not like we carve teams open and give him chances. It's not the way we play. No. And why are we, why are we playing 4 4 2? Why, why have we gone away from what seemed to be working? To seemingly accommodate a player who isn't very good, to yeah. play a, bit, a little bit more to Malpay's strengths, and like we've done a few of these before, and I think we've tried to give a, get a bit of credit to Malpay and say, mm-hmm. look, you know, he's, he's not really in his preferred role, preferred position, and you know, he's not all that anyway. But maybe if things were going a little bit better for him, mm-hmm. like, no, yeah, he's rubbish. <laughs> that chance he, he is, he is in that role, and even and you've, you've made a really good point that he's not in how his preferred role is, right? I think. The thing is, if you would have, I could have understood it more, even if he would have played Sims with Malpai. So we would have played two out and out strikers. I would have gone, okay, I can understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to get some, so Malpai can drop he's into the, the ten off and pick the ball up. And you've still got Ellis Sims, but him and Gray just meant we didn't have. There was one in the first half. In fact, you know what? It was after we'd equalised. It was one one, and. I looked up and he got fouled on... Did he get fouled? Yeah, I think he got fouled. But he got fouled in the centre circle, in our half. But we were attacking. So Damari Gray, Awobi, someone else was ahead of him. And I was looking at him thinking, why are you so deep getting fouled? Because all of our players were 40 yards further ahead of him. So it wasn't like the ball's come, he's sucking on his chest. And he's come. This, he's had to yeah. come this way because he's getting pressed. And then we've broke. He come from deep where the other players were to pick, it up, to pick it up, and then he got clipped. And it's like that. You, when you start doing that, you're not doing your role. No, I have a go at me lad on a Sunday if he dro- if he's a centre forward if he drops too deep. It's like you're leaving your position. Why are you coming to get involved where a midfielder should be? You should be the one pushing them the other way when you're a striker. Your role is to stretch the pitch as much as you can. You don't you don't come and make the pitch smaller for the players. You want to take them them defenders the other way. He does that too much. So putting him and Damari Gray, Gray doesn't stick there anyway. No. He goes everywhere. So He's I, obviously I, been told not to stick in that area, yeah, hasn't he? So you're playing two strikers, sacrificing the midfielder for a striker and still not really playing a striker. Yeah, it was just a bit... Uh, like I said, if he'd gone Sims Maupai, I'd have gone, all right, I, 
I see what he's trying I can to do. see how this works. He's trying to go yeah. big man, little man, two forwards up there. Maybe, you know, Malpai can pick bits up off Ellis if he's battling. To go with those who baffled me and then... And the other thing, I think there he was like a big wet fish in the owl face, a big reality check was when we went through one down, nobody stood up. Like, nobody. It was just like they were resigned to it. And that scared me more than anything. That can... In games like... Liverpool away or Arsenal away, even United away to a certain extent, you kind of go, yeah, all right, you know, they they, they think they're better than, they don't think they're good enough to battle, should never come into it, by the way, to fight for everything, but it does. Viewing it realistically, it's going to happen a bit, isn't it? But But at home to Fulham and the the crowd was still kind of with them. It was only 2-1, and there was still... I'm sure there was still half an hour or so left when they went 3-1, or probably more. I just That scared me. The reaction scared me, and I just thought... And I know, listen, I know we've got no... We've got no... Um, the core, eh? We've got no Onana. They're big misses for us. Whether whether people think they're great or they don't think they're very good, they're still big misses. Physically, they're big for us, and they've been good. Um just just frustrating. Luke Kaplan says, big man, little man, cardboard box. He's absolutely right. He's got the nail on he the got it. Yeah. Um, just we you know what else as well, right? And this people might people might shout me down for this and, and they might be well well versed to do it. But the other thing I didn't get as well, right? I just what had I done with the last ten minutes? It's just put Yeri Mina up front or Michael Keane with Sims and just gone with that. Listen, we can't get near them in the midfield. Just bang it long. Because if someone knocks something down, because they're big, and we pick, we get a goal with six, seven, eight minutes left, there was six minutes injury time as well. You might get a very unlikely... Listen, it mightn't have made any difference. But you've got five subs. Why don't you use them? Just yeah. just try and get something off the game. And there's, there's no attacking options on that bench, really, is there? But Not without like, throwing Stanley yeah. Mills on, who's a kid. Yeah. But. But then, yeah, if you bring on Mina, who's like, what, six foot five, or, you know, tell Keen to push up, who's obviously okay around the box, or Tarkowski. It's what we did against Tottenham, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Fighting for the points. And, you know, you could easily concede at the other end doing that, but a 3 1, and you're not making chances anyway, there's nothing really to lose, is there? I just, I just thought, just try something different. I, you know, and the other thing is, if you didn't even want to do that, like, I remember, I remember Jurgen Klopp. Like, Liverpool were playing Arsenal. It was in his first season. And Liverpool were playing Arsenal at Anfield. I'm sure it was... I'm sure the game ended 3-3 or something like that. It was a... But he, they had Stephen Cork. I remember Liverpool got him. Front, and he yeah. put him up front for the last 50. And he, he knocked one down, I'm sure. Someone like Ben Teche scored and equalised. And he ended up getting a draw. When they drew against West Brom, so... He done it at the Arsenal game as well. Yeah. Done the exact same thing. Right, it's not great. It's not how you... You don't go, this is how we're playing now. No, but it's just, a last resort. You're trying to, what you're trying to do is create confusion for them and get the crowd whipped up. What we were doing wasn't working. Or, if he, even if he didn't really want to do that, it's got nothing to lose. There's 3-1 with five, six minutes left. The game's flat. Why don't you just bring Mills and, and uh, Samuel Schmidt on? Smith Samuels on rather at left back. Why don't you just throw them on and go, go ahead, lads. Give the cra- give whoever's left a little boost and gives you some Premier League minutes. Because only using three subs. What was the, to me, it just made no sense. No, no and sense. 
using less subs when you're playing well, obviously you can understand mm-hmm. because you don't want to bring off a good performer, but no one's really playing well. Like you say, you've got nothing to lose. You've got a kid who can prove something a bit. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be anything special overall. He's not going to play the remaining games of the no, season, no. score every game, but what he can do, so he comes on with something to prove, looking yeah. to make his case. He can beat a man yeah. and put a ball in the box. Well, both of them had a very eventful Sunday, didn't he? Yeah. You know, Stanley Mills scored in the mini derby, a great goal, and Samuel Smith got sent off for a tremendous tackle. <laughs> but, you know, them lads, giving them 10 minutes Premier League action the day before, not, that's not going to mean they can't play on the yeah. Sunday. And even if somehow it did, which, like you say, it doesn't, mm-hmm. Saturday's game should take priority anyway. Anyway, yeah, it's just a bit... I don't know. He just disappointed me, Saturday dates. No, same. Just thought, what, what, what is this like? This is like a, you know, and it's one win in eight. You know, Frank Lampard was getting hammered for one win in eight and things like that. Listen, I'm not saying we yeah. should still have Frank Lampard who had another tremendous result on Saturday for Chelsea. I'm just saying, managers have got to, you've got to try to do something that to spark this team has let so many people down, so many managers down. Even with new players in it, it's let it's let people down. So you're trying to give. You sh- he should be using everything at his disposal. Stanley Mills might come on on Saturday, give us some width, get in the box, get himself a goal or something, and then he Dykes looks and goes, you know what? He might be all right for like the last ten minutes of games. And He's got something to it's watch. Just something different. And it, listen, like you said, it might mean that Stanley Mills has got the captain's armband next Saturday, and off we go. But he might go. That kid's got an eye for goal. He's proved that against Sunday. Score. I know it's a different, a different level and all that. But the thing is, with the position we're in, any player who can play a part in providing a goal or assist is useful to this team. Yeah, they have a, they have something to contribute. Something to offer, yeah. And that doesn't mean they should be playing every game or they're going to score every game. But mm-hmm. if they can play a, a part in creating a goal. They've done more than a lot of those 11 players on the pitch probably would have done in that same time. Uh, yeah, it's just a bit, it's frustrating. Listen, thanks for all the birthday messages, by the way, and the yeah, well wishes. And the best one come from Kevin, who's wishing me happy 21st. So that's why I've, I've got love, loads of love for Kevin Craft, loads of love. Um, all right, Ned, all right. Good. But fair play, Ned. You can, I'll let you give me a little bit of stick because I'm going to destroy you for the rest of the day. Some of your comments. So there you go. Um I've just seen something that was interesting. Kevin, I mean, Kevin Kraft said talks have taken place between uh, 777 and Farad Mashiri over the potential sale of the club. Let's hope so. Uh, Mark McDonald says we were all over them for the last 15 minutes of the first half we were, and I'm convinced if Maupai scores the chances we win that game, he missed them and it affected the team. Well, a, a, an average striker puts Everton with 3-1 up at half-time in that game, and it's game over. You missed them goes the other way. I'd still hold the rest of the team accountable though for their mental drop off. Oh yeah, like... listen, you've got to, you, everyone still has to do their job yeah. don't they? You still do your job. If the worst comes to the worst you end up 1-1 one, one. and you come out of it and go, well, we should have won. Malpais missed but at least we got something. They didn't. They just The three goals were, were pathetic as well from a defensive perspective. We look at them in the final way, they were terrible. They were terrible. 
but uh, again, thanks for the birthday wishes, uh, Agent Ancelotti Wanderlust too. Uh, Colin Evans says, yeah, it's atrocious um, team selection. You can give Malpai as much stick as you want, but he's an inside forward, not a centre forward. Uh, your Sims and Malpai calls correct, Bash, and Patterson should have started. Absolutely. Um, happy birthday to your lad tomorrow, Blue Cali. Uh, taking him to the Palace game, how cruel am I? Uh, yeah, that is quite cruel to take him the Palace game. You never know. You never know. Uh, and thanks to Brian for the happy birthday wish. Um, let me just get the stuff up here because that's gone off for some reason. Um, I mean, what do we do now? Obviously, we we finished the weekend still outside the bottom three. Unbelievably. Somehow. Somehow. Um, I watched bits of Forest United yesterday. Forest had a couple of chances, but they weren't great. United could have won four or five in the end. Leicester, obviously, were, were inevitably beaten on Saturdays. They were always going to be at City, but they've got three games coming up, which I think will decide whether they stay up or not. And their next three games are, if you just bear with, I will give you them right now. Um, Leicester's next three matches are Wolves at home, which... Is a, I mean, you look at that and you go, that Wolves are just starting to get results, aren't they? Yeah, but away from home, the team away from score home. many goals anyway. Yeah, you see, I think, I think that one possibly ends in a draw. I think now that might be just massive hope by me, and it probably is. But they've got Wolves at home, Leeds away, right? Leeds away yeah tricky one then you've got Everton at home which is a huge game and then you've got Fulham away Liverpool at home Newcastle away West Ham at home so the last four are by no by no means easy either Newcastle will beat them I imagine Liverpool will beat them I think West Ham are capable of beating them Fulham whichever Fulham turns up so the next three for them are huge aren't they Wolves, Leeds and Everton for Leicester Everton would have won yesterday five points ahead of them, I think. Leicester would have been in big trouble. Because we could have gone there, just get a draw and get out of there. And that might still be the case, by the way. Just don't lose there. Forrest, I think, are in trouble. Big time. I think Southampton are gone. So it lo- it's looking like it's between Forrest, Everton and Leicester for those two places. Leeds, if Liverpool beat Leeds tonight, I think Leeds are in trouble as well. So it might be two from four. Oh. Looking at our next few games, on paper, they're all winnable, but Palace away, they've improved in the last few weeks, but it is a winnable game, we've beat them already this year. Newcastle at home, obviously a much better side than us, but, you know, late kick-off at home, you know, maybe, maybe. And then Leicester away, which, like you say, could be a massive game at that stage Mm. of the season. And it's just like Saturday win a must win game out of context. But then it's just looking at what we've just gone through and what we've got coming ahead. And, you know, we have got games that we can win coming up, but we could have done without the pressure of these are must win going into these because they are not easy fixtures. I just, the problem is, and you're right in some respects saying it's, it's not a must win, but it, you've got to look at the balance of the games and go, it was a must win. It was a team that. Like I said, for 60-odd minutes, didn't look like they wanted to be at Goodison. 
There was no intensity from them. They had nothing up front. Literally zero. The only thing they had is Harry Wilson's left foot shot. And what do we do? We allow him onto his left foot. And that to me, after don't get me wrong, when they went 2-1 up, we collapsed and they just took the game away from us. And, and like I said, they could have scored another two. James had one that I don't know what Pickford was doing. Went, went behind Pickford and right the way across the line almost. The lad, the kids, skied one over when Michalenko set him up beautifully. So that was for me, like I said before, that was the real the real kick in the plums as to why Everton did not respond when it went 2-1. There was just nothing there. And that would be the thing that would, would worry me. If I was the manager, I'd just be thinking, if we don't get... And the core is missing again at Palace at the weekend. He didn't sound massively hopeful that Onana will be fit either, which means you're going to Palace with a big, with two Very huge lads. So what, are Sims back in now? Because he's big, or is it, you know, is it again another away game against the team who are now won three on the run, he'll be confident. One thing I think here, and I'd like to talk about as well, Calvert-Lewin. Do you think that some of the outrage we've seen on Twitter about him not being involved after being featured in photos and all that all week is understandable? Or I'll tell you why I do. Why it's a little bit... I'm not saying everyone is wrong for being outraged, but I understand why people are frustrated, right? When you believe everything you're told without it being full fact then you're going to be outraged. So obviously the yeah. bobble puts something out saying he's in contention. He was never in contention for Saturday, apparently, for the Everton medical thing. Right? That's not that's not the bobble's fault, that's no. just his training. But Everton made that worse because Everton put pictures of him out. Now, it's... <laughs> and I think, I think Ped said this as well before. It's like, it's the... If you don't tell people what the plan is, right, people will... Fill in the gaps for you. Assume what the plan right? is. Right. So it's great going, look who's back in 13 training, and it's Dom. Brilliant. Come out and give it some context then. Come out and go, we've decided he's training. He, we need him to do two full weeks really with the first team before we're going to consider him. If Sean Dyke says that in a press conference, if he'd have said on Thursday, Dom's going well, but I'll be honest, he's not in consideration for Saturday. Because we want them to have another week. Every show from nine days ago, still on Evan's YouTube channel, that says Calvert Lewin returns to training as Evan prepared for United. Mm. That so, kind of stuff yeah. So Ped saying the, the video nine days ago on Everton's YouTube channel was Calvert Lewin was the headline back in training ahead of the United game. It was feature length documentary yeah. about Calvert Lewin being mm. back in contention. And <laughs> it is though, isn't it? it? But that, and in some respects, the the like trying to protect Dom on one hand. Yeah, and on the other hand, the hanging him out to dry because he doesn't choose whether he's in the squad, but Everton are building it up like he is in the squad. Yeah, and then the man, and then people are going, "Oh, he's back in the squad," because it looks like he's back in the squad. Do you know what I mean? So if you've if your that information's out there and you're not responding to that information, then all you're doing is whipping people up into a frenzy. If Everton win on Saturday. And then Sean Dyke comes up and goes, but hopefully he's back next Saturday. Everyone is like, boss, we just won, and we've got Dom coming back. We get beat on Saturday, and he also... St- people, don't forget as well, people would would give more like freedom, more rope, more 
more leeway to write with, more leeway to Sean Dyke if Ella Sims would have started. Because you go, well, we're trying to bring this young kid on as well while we wait for Dom. Who's a similar style to Calvert-Lewin, so you... more similar than Malpe is. And he brings him on a 3-1, yeah. Game so, already so people are right to be frustrated. You know, people are right to be wound up. It's not, if Everton don't, if Everton don't um, give any information out, then that's, that's on them, isn't it? That's, because if he's out training, right, and he's and he's getting pitched and all that, then the bobble's right to be able to put that out and go, he's back in contention, because he should be back in, because he's there. Do you assume he's in contention? Everyone assumes yeah. it. So that information's out there. So why shouldn't he do Why shouldn't he put that out there? But ev- Because Everton haven't done a thing about it. Everton should have said to Sean Dyche, and Sean Dyche, grow a pair of balls, be honest with people. The thing be is- honest and go... The plan for us is he ain't in contention for Saturday. Oh, he's 50-50 for Saturday. What's wrong with that one then? There's your, there's your get out. He's 50-50 for Saturday. We'll make a very late decision on him. So he, could, he might be and he might not be in. Then we all go. We'd probably all go. He won't be in with me because we'd all probably hear on the other side. Doesn't It's... Yeah. That's why people are frustrated. Yeah. If you asked Daish about it, he'd say, look, I'm not a Twitter admin. I didn't put the pictures out. And, you know, like, of course, yeah. Enough. But that comes down for a bit of communication within the club, isn't mm. it? To say, like, look, mm. like, to be honest with us, is he going to play? Yeah. It's false advertising, Ped says. He's not involved. What? Why can't he just say that? This is what I can't understand. It is weird. I put that on the manager. He controls everything. When you're the manager, you control everything at a football club. It would be helpful for us to just come out and say, like, look, he's not involved. Yeah. Uh, that goes back to just communication within the club, don't us? I mean, John, John Jones, I get I get your point, says maybe he doesn't want to give any useful information to the opposition. But that, all right, fine, right? But if Dom was playing every week, then the opposition would know about Dom anyway, wouldn't he? It's not like... Dom's this secret weapon that's coming in from somewhere no one's seen and we know he's amazing and it's going to take everyone by surprise. It was Bethestani. Exactly, who no one's... You you could see then now the pivot, know who he was, you know, what his XG was when he was born. That's what it's like now, whereas... I get it. So so what exactly is it? A C-section, it was a vaginal birth and, you know, all of that, right? But the whole thing with that is... Use the 50-50 then. So us as a fan base go... Prepared for... We kind of know then that there's yeah. a good chance he ain't in the squad. But I I don't see anything wrong in this day and age. The players know everything, right? I don't see anything wrong with a bit of bumping ground. No, I don't see anything wrong, right, with them just going, he's not going to be ready for a couple of weeks. And he said after the United game, when he spoke in the aftermatch of the United game, he said... Oh, he's doing all right, he's doing all right. And then Friday, or Thursday, sorry, he alluded to, oh, you know. And then, you know, people put it out there. They have sources, they put it out there. And then it's after the game, it's, well, he's had a good week, and we'll see if he has another good week. What is, what, what don't, and what I don't understand is, and, you know, journalists, again, if any journalists watching, not having a go at you, but please, if when he asked the when he's asked the question, please someone stick with it because this is getting silly now. It's your job as a journalist, and I'm not having a go at anyone. But please don't don't be intimidated by Sean Dyche. No, ask the question. It's your job, and I know loads of them do. 
But ask the question, what's going on here? Because you're talking directly to the fans. Mm. Fans are walking into the ground. Gutted. It's creating an... As soon as people heard that Onana and Dominic Calvary went playing on Saturday, there was a genuine drop-in atmosphere. Hell, mate. Anyone who went to match... drop for me. Anyone who went to match knows that for a fact. Right? Now, people can turn around and go, well, no one said he was playing. That's not the point. Mm. The club have been alluding for the last two weeks that he's going to be involved, and he yeah. hasn't. Mm. And now they're alluding again. They alluded to it. Sean Dyche alluded to it again after the match. Well, I imagine he will be in the squad no, know, this but, weekend. But the point being is, someone needs to say to Sean Dyche, what's actually wrong with him? What was wrong with him? Why was he out injured? And where is he? Because fans actually deserve to know this kind of thing. Fans deserve to know when their star striker, who, who the club basically have hung their hat on and haven't bought another striker for two years, mm. they need deserve to know when he's going to be back. Because this is a joke now. It's a real, real joke. There is, what is mad is some of the views as well from why would you give the team, why would you let the other team know your tactics? It's not about no entire What you've got to think of is what gives what gives Everton a better advantage going into that game? The fans to be ready and prepared or the opposition to know if Dominic Calvaloon's in a squad or not. It's your own fans. Forget about Fulham. Forget about Fulham. And and what little tactical advantage it's not a Champions League semi final where every every touch of tactics matters every little bit. If Dom's, you know, Onana was a, was a kick in the balls because no one's expecting it. All right, that happens. He can't, he can't control everything. But the thing with Dom, it was always going to create what it created. It was always going to happen because it's been ongoing and ongoing. Players can be ill on the morning of a game and not be available. That's, that's life. That's absolutely life. Or if, if you've got Dom banging goals in left, right and centre every week and then he gets an injury on a Friday in training, alright, you might want to put that out so you say not until 2 o'clock I get it, but we're looking for every positive outcome, we don't need we don't need anything negative to bring it down, do we, before a game and that everyone the football club, he's on the training videos that were out preparing for full, it's all there and he's not on the squad, that if you can't understand that that deflates a fan base, then that's up to you. That's up to you. Hamstring. Yeah. Ten weeks yeah. with a tight hamstring. Mm-hmm. No other information given by the football club. Ten weeks with a tight hamstring. It isn't Eleven the Blues. Weeks. Hang on, hang on. It isn't. That's nonsense. Utter not. Sorry, mate. That is utter nonsense. You told them. You told Not you. Telling the opposition is more impactful than the fans. No, it's not. I, I, hang on, hang no, on. Hang on, hang on. This is, that's genuinely one of the most berserk things I've ever read in my life. As if a Premier League football club doesn't know every last detail about a football team. That's, that's berserk. Yeah. That, that is berserk. I'm moving on. And, that is berserk. Yeah. Okay. The one, the last ahead, thing yeah, I'll yeah. say on it is a, a lot of people will go to that argument of you letting the opposition know. What is so specific about Dominic Calvert Lewin that they wouldn't have trained for anyway? That's what I mean. Do, <laughs> like Trilletters, the centre backs. <laughs> like, there's nothing, wow. like, there's nothing specific, is there, that they wouldn't have no. been doing already? No. So, added the bio or whatever his name is. Ten weeks, though. Yeah. Like ten weeks. Yeah. No. Ten, that, that's weeks. the that's yeah, yeah. Weeks on Saturday. I can't even I can't even be bothered carrying because that that all that's done to me is just like I for someone who is normally got quite intelligent views, that's berserk. That absolutely berserk what I've just read there. 
Dominic Calvert. Deflating 38,000 fans isn't as impactful as letting Lewis Bower Morty know where the Dom's playing on her. Yeah. The fella who, I mean, you can argue, or he was at Everton when Dom was, I was going to say coach him every day. And yeah, all right. It wouldn't have made any difference. He was in the building. Yeah, it wouldn't have made any difference to Fulham. None. Zero difference to Fulham. Berserk. Utterly berserk. Um, there you go. There you go. I've just seen, and now I've just seen Pep being compared to Sean Dyche. Yeah, move on. Let's move on. Let's go to the Premier. We've got no air. Yeah. Um, Richard says... Got it. He just chooses to shave it off. Well, in his current presentation, he has no hair. There's very few hairs on his head. Richard says... uh, It's the analysis. Pretty fed up with everything at the moment. I hate to say it, but I can already feel myself turning against the manager. Just very slightly. I really thought we had a pragmatic realist in Deitch. One that would stick to a very rigid formula. He seemed to have let the job go to his head and he's trying to be too clever rather than sticking to his tactical guns. Not really sure what the hell he's tried to achieve the past two games. I don't know, sometimes they outthink themselves, I think, yeah. really. Because he's obviously lost those two, and he's thinking, how do we com- like, how do we combat it? But if you're going to go four four two, which is fine, play two strikers then. Or at least play one who's capable of keeping the ball. The other one, if it's, is a, if it's Damari Gray, then he's a floater, isn't he? He's someone who, you know, he gave the ball away on the halfway line for the second goal, by the way, because he couldn't hold the ball up. He's not a striker. Mm. Gaz says, I can honestly say I'm resigned to the championship. Still need a massive rebuild up top, though. The teams that come straight back up always seem to have a 20-plus goal scorer. I can't see any of our current crop getting 20-plus even in the championship. Obviously, a fit Dom would be, but what is a fit Dom, I forget. Got Cannon and Sims to fire us up. Neil says, uh, hey, guys, when do you think next season's kit will come out? Instead of whatever and do, leaving it until a new season starts. Well, no, they might bring it out at the end of the season because they're staying with Hullum, but it's about the patches on the arm, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Which one are they having? Uh, Neil says... Our sponsor next year. Do it. Our yeah. Neil says, hey, would you keep Tom Cannon and see what he's like in training, or would you put him in the first team, or would you put him on a season long loan? Next season? Mm. I think it depends on the rest of the season, players are for yeah. and what league we're in. Uh, but he's doing very well at Preston. If we're mm. in the Championship, absolutely keep him and play him. If yeah. we're in the Premier League, see how he gets on between now and the end of the season and mm. maybe a bit of pre-season training as well, what he looks like relative to the rest of our squad. Yeah. You know, he's doing all the right things, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Simon says, two things from Saturday. Why play long balls to a five foot seven in centre-forward and leave William completely unmarked all the time he was on? It was the marking at Harry Wilson, which frustrated me as well, because you've got a right winger who mm. only wants to be on his left. Exactly. That's the one thing he can do. So the one thing you're telling your left back, do not show him inside, yeah. whatever you do. Not once. I've got that on the final word, mate. I've got it on the final word. Because it's just so absolutely basic. It's like what you tell a child. <sighs> Grim. It's very, very grim. Um, Neil says, would you put Cody back in the team? No, I'd put Mina back in the team. Okay. That's why Mina. Side everything else and it's not if working. If he goes off within 10 minutes, you've got well, Cody goes, and Keane yeah. and 
Yeah. Uh, Tom says, I never believed Dyche was the right man for us, and the style of playing performances we're seeing at the moment are exactly why. You can't play long ball percentage football in the Premier League anymore and expect to be successful. Also, playing Keane ahead of Mina, Holgate and Cody, not playing a Wobie as an 8 and 10, and playing Maupai over Sims is scandalous, really. Yeah, I think I agree with most of that. I think you. I don't know whether Everton don't or haven't been playing long ball percentage football though. To be, we did on Saturday. I admit we did. I don't know what the tactic was. I don't know when Pickford's whacking it long to the wing. Who he thinks is heading the ball? I, I didn't get it. Um, I think you can you can do well by being organised and being physical. You can you get in the top nine or ten by doing that without much. Di- you just need someone at the top end of the pitch. On Saturday, it just highlighted it again. I think Everton have got better players than a lot of that bottom half defensively and midfield-wise when everyone's fit. They've got the worst attacking options in the Premier League by some distance. And the lack of attacking options gives you the lack of an outlet to get the ball so, forward. So the, the rest of it doesn't matter. Yeah. The rest of it doesn't matter because you might how many times you get into that final day, you can't do nothing with it. It's irrelevant. You take one brick out the wall, the whole thing the, comes down, exactly. doesn't it? Jack's just throwing the bombs out here. Kane says, uh, here we are to, to depend on Leicester results on our survival in the Premier League. The squad has no fight. All a bunch of Instagram footballers make themselves out to be superstars on social media. When we get half decent results, terrible attitude in the squad. If they had anything about them, they'd play like they did against Arsenal. First game, week in, week out. Thought we'd be alright under dice, but made myself look silly. Should know these players better. Well, let's see what happens, Kane, but he started off well, didn't he? But one win in eight is, is awful. Uh, John Hickey says after watching Everton lose a game, all while having a severe toothache on Saturday. <sighs> To get in the car and go to the dentist a few minutes ago, only for the oh my god, the car not to start. Ah, simply put, Evan, he's had a night. John, you've had a murder, mate. Uh, Jake says, still can't get my head around the system change in the last two games. It's not time for trying new things when we've had something that's been effective. Fair enough, no decor, Coleman or Dom, but we hung Sims out to dry and then played through at home and not playing, baffled. Yeah, it is berserk. That is, that is the biggest thing for me. The maddest thing is that, I, all right, if you want to try and do that, but at least put the parts in that might make that work then. Yeah, the ways it can most conceivably work. Uh, it's, uh... I think because losing to Corey, we've lost a big part of our game. He's trying to make that up with a few different positions now. But hey, we don't have the squad quality for that and... Dice probably isn't an intelligent manager enough to do that because that's not his Well, that style. might be. He mightn't be. Well, might, I wouldn't say intelligent, but he mightn't understand that these players can't do that. So, you know, Lampard learned this the hard way and Sean Dice learned it the hard way. Carlo said about these players, they've got two, this team's got two faces. He's one of the most successful managers ever. Knew that he couldn't trust half of this team one week from the next. You can't. I just don't understand why you're six unbeaten playing the certain way. Well, four um, sorry, six. I dream four unbeaten playing a certain way, and you go to Old Trafford and decide to play four four two against the team who were flying, and it, it you you blow it, which we did, and then you come home in a game that you must really win, and you play something totally different again. It's like yet you've lost the core, yet you've lost on and why rip the whole thing up? Push a Wobi into midfield, put Gray. And and the, the funny thing is, when he made the change, when we went 1-0 down, and he went 4-5-1, he 
we'd equalised and we were all over them. It's just that there was no reaction in the second half. That's what killed it. But it, but we shouldn't have had to go behind. No. Andrew says, I'm in a state of shock over the loss at the weekend. I was so sure we'd win. We'd only lost one game at home since they took over. Fulham didn't have the striker, didn't have the manager. Lost the last five games. Nothing to play for. Conceded 12 in the last five. We needed to win. Dom was supposed to be back. The formation at United didn't work, so we wouldn't use that again. But we did. We always do. And we crumbled as soon as the onus was on us to do anything. Manager bottled it. Played a formation that didn't work with players that aren't good enough to play it. Malpai, Michalenko, Godfrey. Basically, we were playing with eight men. His issue with Patterson is strange. If you're going to play Godfrey at right-back, then why can't you play Patterson? Dites has fallen into the trap of finding an effective way to play us. For us to play and then completely changed it because of the availability of one player and it could cost us big time. For us to stay up, we need to turn Goodison into a fortress and the fans needed to believe it was. I think that illusion was shattered on Saturday and it's going to be hard to bring it back. I think he's summed that up really well. He has. Game on. Yeah, yeah. Well said, Andrew. Uh, Paul says, seen the team, no Onana, then still no Dom. After all the videos the club put out, I fell flat straight away. I knew that 11 would struggle. Yeah. Um, Andrew says, do you think it's time we pause the pre-match protests and bring back the coach welcome for the last three home games? I agree with the protests and I've been going on them. Well, I don't think they're having a negative effect. I don't think they're having a positive impact either. It's the last chance saloon for us, I'm afraid, and we have to go for broke with what we can do to help our team stay up. Well, why couldn't, could they? I don't know, but could they do the bus welcome and then turn that into the protest on Goodison Road? And then keep it moving. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying, couldn't you do, could have, you, have could you do both? the know. coach arrival time or something? Recently, don't yeah, come in on the coach, yeah, you just drive in in the cars yeah. again. So, what, you're just going to cheer every car that comes past because it might be an Everton player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Class. Um, uh, where are we? Mark says it. Malpai will make us forget who, who Brett Angel was. I don't think it'd make one bit of difference. And the same as I don't think the bus welcome would make a bit of difference this season. I just really don't. I just really don't. I don't know what you can make these players, some of these players. You know what I mean? It's Yeah. Jez says, hey, this Brewster's billions is really do my head in. Yeah. Uh, Jay says, uh, well, I have to say, I, I feel none of last year's panic, just a numb acceptance. I know we shouldn't preempt results, but I see us being replaced by Leicester this weekend. Uh, then on May the 1st, losing at the King Power, and that'll be it. We'd love to be more optimistic, but we simply don't score goals, and that is on the board, and relegation can be their legacy. I think the first part of what he just said sums up my feelings quite well, because last year was, you know, losing sleep over Will Evan mm. go down. Yeah, it was do or die, and then this year it's we're probably just gonna die, aren't we? Mm. Like it's it's so much more deflated, and I think we're all just exhausted of this like this fight that's been going on for two seasons now. Yeah, I agree, Jack. It's, last year I was like really I felt sick for months from February onwards. Really, I think. When Newcastle beat us last year, because we were just so terrible, I just started thinking, and Lampard only just come in and thinking, okay. And then that Tottenham game was just, that was it. Spurs, I was just like, I just felt sick. I thought we're gone. 
we might just get enough, we might, and it, the effort, and, the, and then it was like, no, actually, we'll stay up, I can see us staying up. But all my energy went into that, but I didn't sleep. This year, I, just, I haven't got the same fight. It's just like, it's how's it gone on again? How has the same thing been allowed to happen? And it's not even like the team's just being crap. We've got all the stuff with the board. So it's like the fight that was with the board and, and with the with the owner that happened. And it started when Benitez was appointed, that fight. Because if you think about it, when Carlo was here, people weren't happy with the board. Of course they weren't. But we had Ancelotti and Mashiri was still trying. But then when he appointed Benitez, and then you saw that the board really were either fully compliant with that appointment or weren't strong enough to turn around to the owner and go, not happening, mate. You thought, what's the point of them then? And we've had that struggle and that battle and that fight now for, it's going to be two years. That just, it totally, it's just too tiring. You can have a section of your club that you're not happy with and a lot of the time, and it should really be just about the team, really, because that's what we all got. It's no good having a, a, a crap team, but a great board. And, oh, I love the way we've got a boss board. Yeah. I'll forget the team again. Be fa- that would never be the case. No. And if the team were winning, you'd still mightn't like the board. But at least all your focus wouldn't be on the board. It'd be like the team are doing well, aren't they? Them boarders, we need to replace them, but the team are doing well. And you'd have something positive. We haven't had that for such a long time. We haven't. What have we won? How many games have we won this season? Six, isn't it? It's six, isn't it? We've won six games. What did we win last season? Nine. So we've yeah. won 15 football matches in 80-odd, it'll yeah. be, or whatever at the end of it, whatever it is now, 70-odd. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. We haven't even got players who get you on the edge of your seat. No, There's nobody... No excited for, is there? Like... You look at it and go, who, who am I going to what? Why am I paying all this money to come and watch? You wouldn't go to theatre every week and watch crap actors. Every week in a terrible play, would you? You just wouldn't do it. But we we do it because we support the football club. But it's the kids I feel bad for. Who mm. are they gonna get on the back of the shirt? Like, mm. like what kids gonna be like? Uh, I love the fact you, as a kid yourself, are saying that. I'm, that, I'm that's the most poignant thing, isn't it? Be, Young be Jack is saying it's the kids. I feel sorry. For. <laughs> no, no, but you're like, absolutely right, mate. When I like like yeah. ten years ago, like yeah. there was. There was Pinar or Baines or like Morales. Lukaku. Like, yeah. There was yeah. players to get. And yeah. then, like, what kid's going to be like, oh, can I have McNeil on the back of me away top? Like. Do you know. Do you know. The, <laughs> do you know the, no, but you know what, though? The thing, the, what's the mad thing about that is he's probably one of the ones you will get. That's the mad thing. No, he's like one of our top scorers. Yeah. McNeil or Gray. Yeah, I thought he were level. Just three, hasn't he? Southampton, Palace, Leicester, three, and Shatty four. So he's with Gray. Yeah. And Gray have got four each. Oh, well, there you go. Do you actually prefer tea or coffee? Uh, coffee. I've got a lot more into tea over the last year, though. I never yeah. used to drink it, but yeah. I can appreciate a good tea. Good lad. Tazil says, dice the douche. The line-up and formation was scandalous. Another stubborn manager who has his favourites, how can anyone pick? The donkey keen over Yeri is beyond me. Nothing changes at Everton. Just resign yourselves. Just go on down, guys, and you'll feel better. Uh, Pep says... on Pep's here. It's right, Pep. Honestly, I would take any opportunity to put Michael Keane up front instead of Maupai. Um, when Dom is injured, Keane has a goal in him. 
Steve P says, the thing that worries me the most is if we go down, which I personally believe we will, this current team will not score enough goals to get promoted. Every single team in this league, apart from us, have at least one good attacker who can score. I genuinely believe we have the worst attack in the league. If and when it does happen, how can the recruitment team keep their jobs? They need it to be hounded out along with the board. And on Deitch, it seems like managers come here and end up making the most bizarre decisions. Even Antilotti did the same. There's obviously something seriously wrong with this club. And also, how's Maupai an inside forward? That's just an excuse of how poor a striker he truly is. Doesn't have a single attribute to play the position or any position at this level. Whatever type uh, of forward, he is, any forward should be burying the chances he has. Whatever type of forward. Even if he's out of, I don't know why. If he'd have just leathered that. Right? And the keeper saves it. I wouldn't have had the guy. I'd have just gone, well, because he, he, he'd done well to get in the position. Uh, if he hits it and Leno saves it or blocks it with his knees and it goes away because he's took an instinctive shot, I'd go, all right. The fact is, he had the whole goal to aim at and he's waited and tried to dink it over him as if he's Mo Salah or someone, you know. Tries to, like, put it in between, like, the space between his arms. Oh, no, just like, blast it. Nah, that's poor. Paul, it's berserk, mate. It can be bizarre. Berserk. Bastard shite. It can be over. Okay. Um, Steve Williams says our last game of the season against Bournemouth is on my 30th birthday. Mate, I'll be honest, I think it'll be all over. Yeah. Yeah. 30 going on 60. So, there you go. And Hakon says, uh, Duke's stupid red card might cost us dearly. Seems like the, uh, the team fell through. When he disappeared. And James said, if Don wasn't fit, why wasn't he in the under-21s? Even if it was just half an hour, would have been a good test for him. That's not a bad shout, really, is it? Unless he was just not even at that level of availability. But then, but how isn't he at that? How isn't he at that? pictures of him training. Mm-hmm. If, he, if he's not, he might be fit enough to play for the under-21s and have not played him either. No, but if he isn't, and they're putting pictures and documentaries and videos out of him training. Mm. Like, um, Hannah Lucy says I'm a Leeds fan and I'm going tonight I don't feel exactly confident on a result but that third spot is us Everton or Leicester for me it's draining and she's ab- the right, absolutely right here it's draining because next season will probably be the same again and that's a Leeds fan saying it and you're absolutely right Hannah is it Hannah or is it Lucy or is it Hannah Lucy just let us know. Save that, them that's, names for the let's finish on a positive here. Um, uh, Steve Tilly or Tiley says, as a West Ham fan, I'd rather Leicester go down or Everton. Thank you very much, mate. Um, but I just don't know. It's just one of them, isn't it? It's just it's so frustrating, isn't it? Oh, my God. Uh, the Blue says, do you rate our defence as individuals, aside from Tarky and Coleman, who's near retirement, <laughs> our defence's championship? Uh, I think Patterson looks like he's got promise to play, and Mikhelenko's getting worse, it seems, at the moment, I mean, his confidence has gone or whatever, but um, Michael Keane, no. Mina, I think, is good enough, but he's not playing him. Connor Cody, I think, decent but do we get away with both of those two so I think I don't know though because I do look at other 
Premier League defences and the terrible. There's some bad defending in this league. Really, really, really bad. Really, really. Isn't there? What's mad is you, if Everton do go, then half a dozen at least are going, aren't they, in this team? Mawo will be Pickford. Uh, Onana will be gone. Calvert Lewin, I imagine, will someone will take him. Um, someone, Michael Key, them kind of players. Yeah. So we'll lose a lot of players. Whether you own Arnold, obviously, be gone straight away. Guy would probably go as well. So straight away, you'd lose seven, eight of these players, and it's what you're left with then, and how you build. I, I think Tarkovsky will stay. To be honest, I don't think he'd go. So your centre backs for me next season would have to be Brantwaite if he wants to stay, but it'd be Brantwaite and Tarkovsky. They'd be the two I'd play next season. Patterson right back. Play Smith Samuels at left back. I need to get his name right. I think it's... Is it Smith Samuels or Samuel Smith? Samuel Smith, 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 isn't it? Sorry. I've gone full ped with uh, Alexander-Arnold. Samuel Smith, get him in a left back or something. Because you're going to have to rebuild. And we're not going to have... We're already... I think if we go down, it's like a 50 million deficit immediately because of the, the money. Because yeah. you get the parachute payments, but it's not the same. You've changed same. it again. So straight away, you're trying to make that back on some players just to get north, just to get level. And then from there, they're going to have to pick it. They're going to have to try to build a team that's capable of getting up. Oh, Nana and Pickford go just to make that level, really, don't they? And mm. you have a little bit. And then you've got it. Maupai will go 100%. He'll Hopefully. Be gone. Yeah, Delhi will be back, Captain. He'll just go look with easy with gambling on Delhi. Good for Delhi though, because all those little places will be going to. He'll be able to open nightclubs in in those little towns while we're there, won't we? I mean, it's a mm. it's a win-win for him. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Absolutely. When he's opening Starlight's discotheque, tremendous. <laughs> uh, Adam Morris, who's a Villa fan, says, "Have faith. It's amazing what a real manager can do. You have one, so I trust Dyche will keep you." Listen, listen, Adam. Thank you for coming in on it. Villa are tremendous at the moment, so enjoy it. Emery's a brilliant manager. He's one me and Petter would have had every day that we can wanted for a while. Um, yeah, you have. Yeah. Wanted them at Sevilla. But, yeah, but he would have... He would. Yeah, Ollie, Gerard. We could have had Ollie Watkins. We could have had Ollie Watkins in the summer. Gerard wanted them gone. Everton spoke to Villa. Villa wanted 30 million. And we we didn't have the money to pay the 30 million at the time. Why? If we'd have just gone to Gordon, off you go, son. You yeah, could have had Ollie Watkins. Right he's yeah. a proper centre forward. Villa fans we made up now, obviously, that we haven't got him because he's tremendous. <laughs> Follow Everton. Trust me, mate. All of those players who I've just named will get teams. All of them. All of them. Trust me. And Everton need, Everton need them to go. Can't keep them players. Can't keep them players. Because um, we just can't afford them. Right, hit the like button on your way out. Subscribe if you haven't. Subscribe to Toffee TV Football. Thank you very much. We're going off to uh, do the final word now. Uh, it's going to be live on Premier. So if you're a Premier member watching, it's loads of your art. We'll be doing that. When are we doing it? Quarter two. Or well, three o'clock. Three o'clock. 
that will be starting on Trophy TV Premier. Join us on that. Like I say, give the video a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't. It really helps. Thank you. Also, subscribe to Trophy TV Football for lots of chat about not non-Everton chat. So it's fantastic. Yeah, you like Get over now. there. It's much better. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, we'll see you later. Ciao.